Thank you, guys. It's good to be back here. Uh, today, we're going to talk about a story in the Bible that takes place in what I would call the action movie of the Old Testament, one of the most intense books in the whole Bible occurs in Joshua. And we're going to pick it up at the very beginning of it. Joshua chapter 1, starting in verse 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, to the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to the fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to the law of Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may have good success wherever you go. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will make good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous? Do not be frightened, do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now, I know that I don't really know really any of you guys. I've been here a couple of times before. I know Quentin and maybe a couple of, some folks, you don't even know, know anybody here. But for this moment, I just want to talk about something actually very serious. And that's fear. And we're not talking about the kind of fear where you respect and honor somebody. I'm talking about afraid. Scared out of your mind sort of fear. What is it that makes you absolutely, utterly afraid? What brings you fear right here in this moment as we gather even in this space? Is it impending graduation for some of you? Maybe it's a certain class. If you're visiting today, you're wondering about what university to attend to and, and what you should major in and, and all of the responsibilities that come with adulthood. Maybe you're freaking out over something else. Each of us gather here today with some sort of fear in our life, with something that we're actually afraid of. I'm not void from it either. There's a lot of things that I'm afraid of. And you might say, okay, well, that's weird. The pastor guy who's standing up here is saying that he's afraid. But even in the Bible, it says, perfect love drives out fear, and God is love. So why is this guy saying he's afraid? I'm broken just like you. I'm a sinner. I'm impacted by all the evil that is around me, just as you are. You want to know what I fear? Just a little bit ago, my mother-in-law, my wife's mom, was diagnosed with ALS. We don't know what's going to happen. 
We don't know how bad it'll get. But we do know it will get bad. There's no doubt about that. I have four kids. I heard a gasp from a few of you. I got plenty to fear about. The day that each of those beautiful, beautiful kids were born brought a little element of fear in my life. When I was in college, 19 years old, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer. You want to bet I was afraid? I was scared out of my mind. My mom, who was never sick a day in her life, was now having an extreme surgery and having to go through crippling chemo, of which she's alive today, praise the Lord. How many of you were afraid as a kid when your dad yelled out in that dad voice? I'm still working on my dad voice. But when they they yell out in the dad voice, your first and middle name. Right? Fear. Being afraid. Fear is a part of all of our existence. In fact, it's like a thorn in the flesh, making everything worse. Each of us are are just surrounded by so many things that cause us worry and anxiety and things that are so much bigger than us and feel like it's going to crush us in some way. It could be financial, it could be physical, it could be relational. It could be just feeling the guilt of your choices and the consequences that are coming and you don't know what's going to happen to you and you are struck with all sorts of fear. What are we going to do? How are we going to handle all of this? And this was the same case in this story that I just read from Joshua. You see, Israel had been wandering the wilderness for 40 years. God finally said, now it's time to go into the promised land. Now it's time to go into Canaan. Moses, their leader that entire time, the one who spoke to God intimately, was dead. Joshua takes over for him. And the majority of the reports coming out of the promised land is that all of these people are well-organized, well-funded, well-resourced. They are big. They are strong. They have mighty armies. And so as Israel stands there on the banks of the Jordan River looking into the promised land, they are afraid. God knows this. And he knows that you and I are too. He knows the fears that we experience this day and every single day. So what does God have to say to Israel when they're faced with this crippling fear? What does he have to say to you and I when we are faced with this crippling fear? Well, the same thing you kind of heard a few times in this text. Be strong and courageous. In fact, this echoes throughout the book of Joshua in all these intense battle scenes. Be strong and courageous. But let's be honest for just a moment. If you were absolutely scared about something coming up and a buddy of yours sat down and you're just freaking out, You guys know. I mean, we've all been there. And if you want to say that you're not afraid of anything, I'll just call you a liar right now. We can all see right through you. You may put on a brave face, but we all know that fear strikes you too. If not, then, well, bless you. You're a better person than me. But if a friend sat down next to you in those moments of freaking out and said, oh, don't worry about it, just be strong and courageous, 
I'll be honest with you, I'd probably want to slap him upside the face. Right? Be like, come on, just, oh, so this was just within me the whole time. Oh, I was just making this wrong decision. Oh, I just should have been strong and courageous instead of freaking out. I had no idea. Okay, I'll just stop it. No big deal. Of course not. That's because there's not within any of us is strength and courage. Just take a look around and you see people that you admire. You see people that you respect. You see people that you love. And none of them in their natural state, none of them are strong nor courageous. In fact, their go-to move when life just throws all sorts of stuff upon them and is about to break them and hurt them, they just want to pull the covers over their head and hope that it all goes away. That's our go-to move, isn't it? Maybe we want to avoid it. Maybe we run away. Maybe we just want to sit and cry. That's us. That's our go-to move. But you see, God's communication of saying, be strong and courageous, it's so different than that. It's so different than that. God doesn't just say, go be strong. He knows that strength and courage always come from something outside of ourselves. It never comes from within ourselves. Ever. I mean, think about a soldier who has to be extremely brave going into battle. They have weapons, training, and a band of brothers to rely upon don't they? They have something outside of themselves that helps them be strong and courageous. Or even a little child. I have a two-year-old at home and the light burnt out in his room last night and he didn't want to go in. He was scared. And he wanted me to walk him in there and hold his hand. He was able to be brave and go into his dark room because his father was holding his hand. He knew that he had someone stronger on his side. And this is the same message that the Lord gives us. Take a look at verse 6. God says to, Joseph, or to Joshua, Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give to them. And then later in verse 9, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous? Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You see, God leans upon two things to bring us strength and courage. And it's all rooted in him. He knows our fears. He knows what we're scared of. He knows what frightens us. And so he gives us these two beautiful gifts that provide us with strength and courage. He gives us his promises and he gives us his presence. He tells Joshua, remember, I promised you this land. I am the God who has fulfilled every single promise that he has ever ever made. Your friends and your family let you down. They make promises and they don't fulfill them. But look at the Bible. God fulfills them all. He is faithful to each and every last one of them. If he makes it, it's there. And then his presence as well. He is God with us. And we see this at no better place than at the cross, where he promised us a Messiah, where he promised us salvation, where he promised us eternal life. He promises us to hear our prayers. He promises to provide for us better than he does the flowers and the birds. He promises to care for us. He promises to love us unendingly. He promises to forgive all of our sins, even the things that we battle with day after day and we're reminded of constantly. Those choices we so regret. The fear, the failure, the regret that we face. 
God is there and he promises to never leave us or forsake us. That's you. That's you. And this is him. So in the face of our fears, we can look them right in the eye, knowing that we have a God who has promised us eternal life. We have a God who brings us salvation. We have a God that says that though you may be living in the world right now, embattled by, by temptation, embattled by things that threaten you and your, your loved ones, though this may be your current state, I am with you. And I've promised you eternal life, given you the resurrection and the life. This is what Jesus gives. In fact, even in those worst moments where we are most fearful, Jesus stands with us in those places. I mean, take a look at the cross. That's where we are at our worst, and he is at his best. And this is where we see his strength and courage to face our sin, to face our death and our destruction, to face Satan himself. And to lay it all out for our sake. To rescue us. To bring us the promised land of his kingdom. So that we may live with him eternally. So today, friends, be strong and courageous. Because you have a God who's with you. And he's promised you all these beautiful and good things. And he delivers on all of them. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father. Lord, we look around at our lives and the struggles that we have, and we're burdened with much, but we see in you and the work of Jesus, we are given victory over them all, and we are given life with you for all eternity. Lord, we are strong and courageous because of you, not within ourselves, but it's all on your shoulders, so we trust in you. We lean upon you, dear Lord, in these moments of weakness and frightfulness. Lord, may your promises always be upon our hearts and our minds. And may your presence be felt wherever we go. Because you are a good and gracious God who loves us dearly. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. Amen.